Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome back to another episode of No Head, where we learn to live in the present moment. How are you doing? How has your week been? I hope you're keeping well and taking care of yourself. Today, we will continue to talk about how we are all finding our way of coping and letting go during COVID-19. If you're tuning in for the first time, my name is Dorothy Oracle, and when I'm not doing my full-time job in communications, I facilitate a course at Google called Search Inside Yourself. I have wanted to share about the joys of being present and what this means to me as a spiritual and spirit-filled African. Today's quote is from Eckhart Tolle. To realize that you are not your thoughts is when you begin to awaken spiritually. End of quote. Truly excited about this show where we navigate life together. As is our practice, let's take a moment to fully arrive by doing a few breathing exercises. Mindfulness has to be experienced rather than described. The best way is just to start. Give yourself permission to allow this moment to be exactly as it is and allow yourself to be exactly as you are. So let's practice together by bringing awareness to our breath. We will breathe in through our nose to a count of six. We will hold to a count of two and we will let the breath out slowly through the mouth to a count of eight. Let's begin. Breathe in through your nose. Hold. Breathe out slowly through the mouth. Breathe in through your nose. Hold. Breathe out slowly through the mouth. Breathe in through the nose. Hold. Breathe out slowly through the mouth. Now let your breathing return to its normal rhythm. Breathing in, breathing out, letting your breath guide you, letting your breath lead you, not controlling anything. Take a moment to get closer to your breathing. And notice where you feel the sensation of your breathing strongly. Is it on your belly? 
which expands and contracts as you breathe in? Or is it on your chest, which moves up and down as you breathe? Wherever that place is, focus on it for a little while. Your mind may wander and lose touch with your breathing. That's okay. Simply notice that your mind has wandered and then bring it back to your breathing. It's the nature of our mind to wander. Don't fight it. Gently and kindly, non-judgmentally, bring it back to the breath. Now gently open your eyes. The goal of our mindfulness practice is simply to experience life as it unfolds in the present moment. Now that we have fully arrived and that we are in the present moment, let's continue with our session on what COVID-19 is teaching us. Today, my guest is my 22-year-old niece, Iman, aka Zadi, in the family, to show how the young adults are navigating this time. Thank you. I know that um, COVID is having challenges. The last time I saw you was last week and we were all running to hug one another. And then, oh we, realized, <laughs> and then we realized, oops, we cannot do it. <laughs> and oh that was so hard. <laughs> It was so hard. We hadn't seen each other for a while. We hadn't seen each other actually since the beginning, yes, for a while, since the beginning of COVID. And 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 the thing was, I just wanted to hug you and realize, yeah. oops, we cannot do it. You, know, you were wearing your mask and it didn't even connect with me. I know. I guess this is what makes it hard for people. The fact that during these times you see people and your natural instinct is to want to hug or, you know, or kiss or shake hands and you can't do it yeah truly even like really basic things like when you're queuing up for something and you just like start going to stand directly behind the person right and you're like, oh my gosh, i have to stand like six feet away it's like so hard to hold it sometimes yeah yeah I, re I remember when we were chatting we were just talking about all the plans we had in in, in January, I was, you know, I was on my way to Tokyo when I found out, no, you can't travel, there's this COVID-19. And you had many plans as well for, for, for January. How, you know, how has that changed and how are you adapting? Um, I think when I, when I come to think of it, actually, I, I, when I, when we had that conversation, I was thinking, did I actually have plans? Or did I just think that every day would be what I'm used to? You know, did I just assume that normalcy would continue? Because I think so many of my plans were just, yeah, like contingent on the fact that life would go on as it usually goes on. Right. So I feel like it's just been a huge journey in acceptance. Like I'm someone who I've had, like, I would say a pretty fast life. Like I pretty much fast tracked most things in my life. Like I graduated high school early. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I graduated uni at 20 and then I just like straight got a job out of university. So nice. yeah, this is like the first time in my young adult life that I've actually had to sit still. And it's really been an intense journey for me because I sort of um, started my spiritual practice last year in November. Mm-hmm. And even that I realized like so much of my spiritual practice was like oh I'm meditating in the morning to get ready for a hectic day or to get ready to see people right. and now I've had to kind of change that and just be like I'm just doing it because I'm doing it there's no reason to do it and you just do it <laughs> right and I think you've talked about so many things I want to unpack it uh, you know just said so much one is about normalcy what is normalcy uh, Right. Yeah. And because everyone keeps saying they hope that, you know, when I talk to people, they say, I can't wait for life to go back to normal. So, and yeah. I, like, what does that mean? I think, I think normalcy for me, when I look back on it, it's actually not something I want again. Because right. it was kind of just this feeling of feeling constantly jostled around, like, oh, I have to go do this, I have to go do this, I have to see this person and do this. And I think normalcy for a lot of people, honestly, was just busyness, just really empty busyness, Mm. just keeping busy all the time. And yeah, I hope that, I hope that there's a way that we don't necessarily have to go back to that because it was very harmful, not just for like individual people, but for the economy and for um, the environment and all of these things. Right. Yeah. So, so, so you, you are, you have changed a few things, or you have learned a few things, or a new way of being. And what, what is that? What's your new way of, of being? Honestly, I think my new way of being is just really trying to be flexible, um, actively trying to be flexible. Because one thing quarantine has taught me is, emotionally, every day is different. Even if physically, all the days look the same. Right. emotionally every day is very very different so I think I'm just I'm trying to allow myself to feel everything I need to feel just to work through emotions as they come nice. um, and then also main thing I've been trying is like separating the pain that I go through from the stories that my ego has in my head right. about like because yeah I think that's the thing like a lot of things that happen to us are painful right. but Sometimes we can turn them into suffering with with the story. Uh-huh. Like you know, something happens, like say for example, your phone dies when you need to get home in 30 minutes and you have to call a cab. Instead of uh-huh. just being like, oh, this is such an inconvenience, you start thinking like, oh my gosh, this always happens to me. I never charge my phone. I'm so irresponsible. I always do this to myself. And you see how you can just kind of like spiral that into something much more than it is so i'm just trying to keep a hold of that <laughs> right right you actually talk about that's so interesting so two things you've said one um luna who was here last week the psychologist talked about us being flexible and being flexible to what happens and you're also talking about it and secondly you're talking about the stories that we tell ourselves what are some of the things and we do tell ourselves those stories i mean um every day our mind tells us stories that we choose to believe or not to believe how has your practice helped you your meditation practice helped you in distilling these stories 
I think so far, um, I haven't quite been able to distill them, but I'm able to recognize that that's not me, you know? Right. That doesn't have to be me. My thoughts aren't me. My my depressive thoughts are not me. And just being able to have that awareness of what is me and what isn't me has been so helpful. Because, right. yeah, like I said, as much as the thoughts themselves haven't necessarily stopped, I'm slightly less affected by them. Right, and I know that's why I kept saying, remember I kept telling you I was a joke to, to, to people I know because you're a young adult and yet I love the, 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 the clarity with which you look at it, you know, and, and the fact that you accept that nothing is binary, you know, every day is different and we have to adjust to that. And um, you're looking at it so clearly that I'm like, yes, please come and take the, you know, talk to I us, you know. I have to say thank you to you to some extent because you were like the first person actually in my life who had ever talked around me about meditation mm. and it's interesting because when you used to i used to think like oh my gosh like what is she talking about like i used to think i'm way too messed up to do this like yeah it works for auntie dot but that's probably because she's you know she's kind of happy <laughs> but then i had to be like i just tried it after you recommended it to me and it really helped Oh wow, fantastic. I'm I'm so I'm so thrilled. Like we were talking about it and going, yeah, look, we're doing this, we're practicing together. And we yeah. didn't know COVID was coming and that we'd need a lot of breathing to just help us get through each day. You know? So um about let's talk about let's say your circle of friends, you know, because I think that you I feel like you're so way ahead in terms of the way you have just adjusted in what you're doing which was where I was like you have to come to my podcast but are your friends thinking the same way is it you know in your circles are these the sort of conversations you're having um I think everyone everyone approaches things quite differently and so I I really try not to judge people for where they are on their path because it is really hard and honestly I find myself sometimes just thinking back into how I used to think so hopelessly so if one of my friends is like kind of in that hopeless phase I try not to judge because honestly for young people I think this is a really weird time because a lot of us were just getting started Wow. on a lot of things like you know like how our lives we thought they were going to look it was starting to be a bit clear to us we were getting into our first jobs we were all like oh my gosh we have paychecks let's go out for lunch together right <laughs> like to feel like adults and then all of that just kind of paused and now we're just kind of you know you feel like a freeloader in your parents house <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> oh. you're not even leaving the house you're just here looking at them right. so i think all my friends have quite a different quite a different approach to it obviously some of them are going through losing their jobs or having to do online school just feeling very stuck right. but i think the great thing is like i'm actually seeing a lot of my friends spiritually awakening which makes me really happy because mm-hmm. yeah. i feel like i kind of awakened very recently right. and so it's nice to see like all of this darkness is not really turning us against ourselves but kind of seeing making us see like oh can we find another way to be happy in this world maybe what we've been taught isn't the right thing wow i love that and i like what you talk about you know when you talk about non-judgment because really that's what 
the meditation practice is all about is not judging yourself and not judging others and not judging your practice. And I find that a lot of time we are, our human brain is full of judgment. You know, we judge ourselves harshly. We judge everyone around us. And we can go into this spiral of judgment, of judging ourselves, of judging everyone and lacking compassion for ourselves. Mm -hmm. And, you know, how, how does com compassion look like for you? How do, and how do you take care of yourself? <laughs> That's so funny because I have a book, like, about self-compassion sitting okay. right next to me. <laughs> and right. I haven't oh, share the title. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't opened it in, like, two weeks, so I feel so bad. But it's um, Self-Compassion by Kristen Neff. Okay. So what does it mean for me? That's, mm -hmm. It's a very deep question i think for me it means allowing yourself to feel however you feel in the moment right uh, it also means uh yeah like sometimes i feel like with self-compassion it's it's difficult because what you're fighting against essentially is your inner critic right and that's a voice that i think so many people have internalized to the point where we don't even remember where the origins of some of these thoughts that we have about ourselves are. Wow. Um, and so like the process of self-compassion, I, I think it's just, it's that thing that it's the magic ingredient in your practice right. that will, that will take you from point A to point B, if that's what you truly desire. Because I think for, for a little bit, I was, very judgmental on myself and when you're practicing that's truly the worst thing that you can do because right. so many things come up about your shadow self about your past mm. about your wounding like right. so, so many wounds can come up and if you judge that it's really like you will set yourself so far back so i might not know exactly what it is but i know that it's really important right and listening to that, and you've talked about, yeah, listening to the inner critic, the wood, all these things come up during the practice and being able yeah. to look at them and, and, and just breathe, you know, and say, yeah, that's okay, but we're not holding on to to that. Can thought. I ask you something? Yes, yes. How long have you been practicing for? Uh, I think it's six years, six years going to seven this September. Yeah. And did you have a light bulb moment where you were like oh my gosh I need self-compassion or did you kind of have it the whole time I think it's a practice that you learn because um you talked about it the inner critic is there and you know when you're having your practice that's when your thoughts you see yourself as you are you know sometimes we can have all the others mean they see us but they may not know what's going on inside but when you're having your practice you can truly hold the mirror to yourself. And sometimes some of the things you see may not be good, but just being able to look, all right, that's it. I need to, to work with this. I need to let go. And that was actually one of the key things I had. I think I even got one of those photo frames, let it go. Just learning to yeah. let it go, you know? So not holding on to, to these things because it's so easy to hold on to our wounds. It's so easy yeah. to hold on to that terrible thought about who we are because of a thought that we had or something that we did in the in the past. And for me, it has just been self-compassion is about being able to 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 forgive myself and 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 yeah. to be able to let go. I like what you said about um, working with 
the emotion mm-hmm. rather than because I think a lot of people their goal is or at least for me personally mm-hmm. at first in my spiritual journey my goal was honestly to change myself <laughs> oh wow like I invested it and I'm like that's probably why I I felt so bad every time I felt bad because I thought that if I meditate and if I do yoga I will change myself and it's only I recently that I'm the way you are focusing on all those dark elements and I thought that that was me I just thought that was all I am right. I think now right. I know the importance of more integration right with these things like even with the concept of ego like i think it is important not to just kill off your ego and bury it in the ground because you do need to integrate it with you know the thoughts of your higher self and the higher path that you're on you feel you're making progress or do you feel it's more like a journeys and, and and some days are good and some days are bad yeah honestly for me recently i think the fact that i'm on the path to me is enough these days. I, I don't really say oh I'm 1.5 kilometers and I need to make it to the next 5 kilometers by 2 years. Wow. I'm just like you know what I found the path and I'm really just happy to be on it because I think I was listening to a podcast yesterday. I think it, maybe it was yours. It was, they were talking about self-awareness and how um you can't just have a little bit because right. that will torture you throughout your life mm. you have to go all the way right. and as much as i agree with that i was like you know even to have a little bit i'm very grateful <laughs> right and you, 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 you know you say something beautifully it's enough and i like that like that it's enough you know whatever it is is enough which brings me to the journey of gratitude gratitude for even the little things But that's enough. How is gratitude playing out in these times in your life, in your journey? Yeah, I think I think right now gratitude is is like the boat that is keeping me afloat. <laughs> like just when I wake up in the morning and I'm able to recognize the small things I'm grateful for, right. like my day is better. It's just something I I can't explain. But yeah, it's it's just the act of noticing the little things that can be really helpful in a time like this especially when all the big things are so up in the air sometimes i just wake up and i'm like i woke up okay that's that's good and i'm not in any pain that's great wow. and <laughs> but i do I, how gratitude is like personally one of the most difficult elements of spiritual practice for me what- i think do not say it is for you remember i think it was a few years ago you know where i just write down opera had this thing of the, you know the gratitude journal that you'd write yeah. you know what are the 10 things you're grateful for when you go to bed and when you wake up and i found that sometimes when we you know we are looking for the big things to be grateful for but you you're right like i woke up i am well my family yeah. is well my loved ones are well i've got a job or oh, someone called me you know or this happened I, i find that when you start looking around there's so many things to be grateful for and so easy just comes like oh yeah this is this is this is truly amazing yeah, you do have to train you have to it's like a muscle you have to train it and the more you practice gratitude the easier it gets indeed it's a muscle and the more you you practice then you're able to see bigger things and then you don't sweat the small stuff 
because it's so easy to sweat the small stuff when all you can see is what's not working or what's not right or you know i'm locked down i can't go out and have a meal with yeah. you you know i can't come <laughs> to the gallery you know and look at the beautiful painting you know that's there i can't you know why should i buy artwork now when we are in this time and i can go down that rabbit hole and just be miserable but if i look at it like hey we can have this interview with zadi in spite of everything <laughs> and talk yeah. <laughs> so that really makes me quite happy. I was, I was really looking forward to this chat. I woke up, I was like, you know, I was like smelling when I woke up. I was like, we're going to have some time with Zadi and, and be able to just catch up, you know? You're working out more these days. Oh, yeah. And doing a lot of physical, you're doing yoga, you're working out. And we were comparing which YouTube videos you're doing. <laughs> So talk to me about your working out and how that that is helping cope with this time. Honestly, I think um I I've never been you've known me for a while. I've never been athletic. I've never been big on working out. Like even walking for me like 2 years ago was like no. But <laughs> if I had a body like yours, I wouldn't even bother about working out that so but you know I'm just crazy about working out. I always want to lose 1 kilo. Oh gosh. <laughs> That's a topic for another day. <laughs> right, that would be another podcast date. I think with with working out and physical exercise, I've kind of found that like spiritual component of it. Like it, it might seem like it's not a very spiritual activity on the surface, but like you know how it feels when you're powering through like that last set and you just don't want to do it. Right. And you're lifting something heavy and you just have to breathe through it. I think that's been something that has been really nice for me just to see like cuz there is like some physical pain in working out but it's not too bad so yeah. i think like testing myself like seeing can i breathe through this can i make it through a 1 hour long workout without checking my phone and it's like breathing and listening to a podcast there's also an element of of like there is things and energy in your body that does need to come out like that is just i think something i'm learning now mm-hmm. is that yeah we keep a lot of tension and bad energy in our bodies and it's like that thing of you you leave the house with your shoulders relaxed and you come back home and your shoulders are all the way up to your ears yeah. <laughs> except in lockdown that process all happens at home <laughs> So yeah, I've just been I've just been learning to just breathe through times I feel stressed. But also there's there's a balance cuz there's also working out too much and being focused more on the physical goal of how your body is going to look. I've really had to be harsh on myself when it comes to that because I have to keep reminding myself like this is for my mind this is for my body this is for my mind and my spirit because if it, if it's for my body then you know how it feels when you work out and you've been working out maybe for a month and you still haven't lost you know that inch off your waist or about it you know whatever it is <laughs> and then because of that you know when you put the goal on something physical and you don't get that physical thing then you're like i guess it's not working i have to give up but you know as i keep the goal on my mental health and i try and see like 
oh okay maybe last month i would have had a very angry reaction to this thing but because i worked out today and i have no energy i just sleep at night you know it's this idea of breathing through that just makes yeah. i mean you did the you did the el camino right and I always like look at you and my mom and I'm like how did you guys do that and you basically say you just breathe through it <laughs> just breathe through as you walk exactly breathing through what are some of the things that covid is teaching you how to how to work with my own resistance because I think my practice was very different before covid as I said like it was also a little bit easier for me because there was other ways i could distract myself and not have to think about how i was feeling and also at the time like i think the universe was just bringing in a lot of people into my life that had similar ideas and similar beliefs as i did and so it was just very easy to just talk to someone or just get lost in a conversation and then my practice completely changed the first few weeks of lockdown it actually halted i couldn't like find a reason to do yoga i couldn't find a reason to meditate even 2 minutes i could not find a reason because i just felt like everything was going really well like i have these spiritual friends i have these like spiritual activities that i do i'm enjoying like leaving the house i never used to enjoy leaving the house yeah so i felt really really stunted by that and I really had to push through that resistance because gosh it's I think one of the things about practicing is even that one or two days you miss it's going to be really difficult to meditate when you get back into it at least in my personal experience yeah I just had to learn how to work with my resistance like if I'm feeling resistant to therapy or to meditation or to yoga that resistance it can teach you something and when you're doing that activity you can work with the resistance I like the working with resistance. That is so powerful, and that could be like another hour of chatting and unpacking. <laughs> like, yeah, working with and what you resist, working with what you're resisting. How does that Have look? Even that's part of working with your resistance as well. Yeah, it's not just every time I I force myself to do the thing. It's like, how about those days where the resistance is so strong you can't do the thing? How are you talking to yourself in those days? I think those have been. the biggest days of me learning about resistance like yeah. you can beat yourself up through it like you really can right right ozari thank you so much this is so great i hope we can have part 2 but i really like and talk more about resistance and and after you've read your book on self compassion <laughs> i'd love us to to talk more and go through a um, a self compassion meditation together well That's all today in No Head where we learn to live in the present moment. Thanks for listening. Join me again next Tuesday. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Castbox, Stitcher, and SoundCloud so you never miss an episode. And please share the link in your circles. You can also follow me on Instagram, No Head Podcast, and check the website www.nohead.space. That wraps up what I have for you today. Catch you next time, my friend, and please take care of yourself. May you know and grasp that you are not your thoughts. 
May you learn to let go. And may you find one thing you can be grateful for each day. Till we meet again, thank you for listening. Bye-bye.